Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Scorecaster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. So, it's been, it's been an exciting week, hasn't it, guys? We have had cards, cards, and more cards. <laughs> They've been yes. dumping cards, like, so fast. We were talking about it before we were recording. Like, I did not expect this many cards already for how yeah. early we had the announcement compared to when it's coming out. And it's a short week since we recorded on Thursday, and now we're recording oh on our normal day and releasing. Right. So two less days, yet we still have, uh, at the time of recording, 55 cards released. So... That is, we've got a lot. We've got a lot that we could talk about. We're not going to go through every single one of them during the main topic because, good gosh, that's what that's what a full card review is for. But we we are going to highlight a few things that we saw this week that I think is going to be lots of fun. In addition to the normal news and other and other fun stuff. But I will start us off by talking about last week's poll question. We asked you what voyage to the sunken city keyword. Or new card type are you most excited for? We had 22 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with a resounding 63.6%, you said Colossal Minions are the thing you're most excited about so far. We've now got four more of them that we're going to get to talk about today. Uh, and then surprisingly, second place was a tie between the Dredge keyword and the new Naga tribe. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Colossal minions, they're pretty flashy. If I, I have to, if I do say so myself, yes, they so are, pretty. they are neato. That's for sure. Everyone. I, I, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I voted, I voted for Colossals. Uh, but you know, it's like, for me, I'm excited because I think they are some powerful things. But it's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm tired of the hero cards. So I think this is like a different way to do something potentially powerful without it being like changing your hero into something that's going to be there for the rest of the game. So I think this is a really cool thing I'm excited for. I think, I think there's one or two that are actually potential win cons, right? And so if, yeah. if, yeah. if you're looking for like right now, the hero cards and the quest lines and things like that tend to be the win condition for some decks. And so this now gives some classes. I, I wouldn't say that it's going to be all of them, but I would say that there's definitely going to be a couple that I think are good enough that they could be win conditions. So the, that could be an alternative than doing using a hero card or, or potentially using a quest line. Obviously, you still potentially could, but this is it, it is something that you could you you could do differently or separately. Yeah, I think it's super interesting, and we'll kind of talk about a few more of those when we hit the. Are we going to talk about in the news, or are we going to talk about in the main topic? The main topic. That's what the I main thought. topic. I assumed as much. I, I see that down there. I'm just like, are we actually going to talk about it a little bit in the news? All right. So first we have Hearthstone patches left and right. 22.6.1 coming out Wednesday. 
uh, fixes a hot first a hot fix patch for 22.6 that is being delayed on mobile. Shop issues resolved for some non-English localizations. Achievement tracking, phantom notifications, and bad percentages are fixed. Good. I've been having issues with achievement tracking on my mobile device for some time. Hero skins and card backs that were previously craftable are once again craftable with gold. A bug was resolved that made it appear as if you could craft cards even when you didn't have the arcane dust to do so. And it comes out, uh, 2261 comes out Wednesday with changes to Battlegrounds. So, um, so there, there were two. So we had the initial patch, 22.6, that ended up being delayed on mobile because, because of issues with, with something that needed to be changed mm-hmm. last minute. And so they had to resubmit. After that, there were some known issues that occurred and they had to do a separate hot fix for 22.6 that uh, was an emergency sort of deploy to the desktop client, but is being delayed on mobile. Presumably it's being baked into the 22.6.1 that is going out tomorrow as we record this, which is an actual separate full patch because they have some changes to the battlegrounds that are adjusting armor on uh, a number of heroes. Some are getting more armor, some are getting less armor to try and balance out the uh, the power level of some of the battlegrounds heroes. And they're removing friend of a friend, a new T6 minion that was added with 22.6 actually, uh, that allowed them to you know uh, discover a bu- another buddy. Uh, discover a buddy from another from another hero. So um, we've had we've had a bunch of patches, and there's still some known issues that they're trying to work through. But it was it was uh, yeah we've had we've had a few patches over the last couple of days uh, as a, as a result of of this latest uh, release and um, um, you know the announcement of the new expansion and all that stuff that goes with it. I miss Hemul already. He was he was a great one. <laughs> he was my favorite tier six minion. So, all right. I actually didn't play any battlegrounds with this, but I saw a lot of um, less than thrilled chatter on uh, yeah Twitter. We'll put it that well, way. Well, I, so, I mean, it is it is kind of you know it, we're not a battlegrounds podcast, but yeah. I mean the fact that. Basically, this friend of a friend, because it could discover buddies and buddies being really powerful, the the fact that you could potentially, with Bran, have these ridiculous APM turns where you're getting all these buddies, uh, discovering all these buddies, uh, ended up being like the only way you could win in the late game at, at, at some of the higher MMRs was to have these ridiculous APM turns, which... You know, some people liked, but I think would have gotten old rather quick, even for them. And the and the people that didn't like it definitely were like, "Yeah, thanks. Please get this get this minion out of here." Yep. Completely understandable. <laughs> that is uh, who, uh, intense. Let's put it that way. I uh, I did not play any really this week, and I 
so this was kind of new when we were talking about it before the show, so. All right, next up, we have Battlegrounds and Mercenary Bundles available in the shop. We have Anixia's Rage, new Battlegrounds finisher for $4.99. Lokathar's Wrath, is that? Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yes, new Battleground finisher for $4.99. I would not have been able to pronounce that correctly had I not seen that <laughs> in the past. I was like, I uh, that uh, that doesn't sound how it it's it's written in my mind. Raiders Unite uh, Battlegrounds bundles include eight Battlegrounds skins and two Battlegrounds finishers for twenty, and Altrek Valley Mercenaries bundle is twenty five Mercenaries packs. Plus Vandar and Drekthar mercenary, mercenary portraits, plus 150 coins for both of them for 39.99. Yeah, so there's no there's no new standard like hero portrait bundles for constructed play. So, um, just in case you're wondering what was new in the shop this week, this is what's new in the shop this week. And the the Raiders United Battlegrounds bundle, the the two Battlegrounds finishers you get are the Anixia's Rage and the Lokalar's uh, Wrath that that were mentioned. So you can buy those separately, or you can get them included with eight heroes. Yes. So. Yeah, I'm- the big thing for standard right now is like the pre-orders right? yep. that we talked yeah. about yep. last yep. week. So. And you get a battleground kind of- finisher with the mega bundle, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm assuming you both have have uh, have have done a pre-order, got a pre-order locked and loaded, ready to go. Not yet on my end, but I I'm planning on doing it uh, over the next couple days. So. I, I I got both of them already. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Whale, whale, yeah. join us, well, join you us. Know, you know, honestly, until the last, like, two or three expansions, I actually wasn't. I was only ever doing the, uh, the Mega Bundle. But mm. now that I'm actually, like, trying to do content and stuff full time, I'm like, I feel like I actually get so much value off of those bundles in terms of, right. like, getting the whole set and actually being able to build decks and, and try to, you know, build different things and put videos out for decks and cards and stuff. So it's, that's the reason I've been doing it. Otherwise I'd only be doing the mega bundle. Yeah. I, I, I've scaled back. I used to get both of them every expansion. And now that I'm not streaming, uh, every week, I only went with the mega bundle last time and I'll probably only do that again this time, which, I think is, you know, if you're going to get one and you have the, the the resources to get the Mega Bundle, I definitely would would say that's the one to get because of all the extras you get. In addition to the extra packs, the fact that you get some of that extra stuff in case you want to play Mercenaries or in case you want to play, you know, Battlegrounds, you get a little bit of extra stuff for that as well. Yeah, so, like, I've been getting the just the Mega Bundle for the past, like, two years or so um and as of late i have found that like with the the new battle system like the battle the rewards track system i am able to buy another like 130 packs still have enough like still have three to four k left over in gold for what i don't know it just makes me feel (laughs) good to have like 
three to four thousand gold when it's all said and done, and then um I'm able to dust the rest or to construct the rest of the set. Like I just started doing that like at the beginning of this year. So it's just like when I hit day one, it's just like open all my packs. Um, you know, and then I craft anything I'm missing and then bam, I'm good to go for the rest of the set. I don't have to think about it. Now th- I-, I will say I'm in a very, it feels like a very luxurious place where I am able to do that. So like, you know, I'm not saying this is for everyone. It's just, yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you get both bundles and you have any, and I'm assuming that you're playing enough that you would get value from getting both bundles, you probably end up having basically almost, if not all the legendaries by the time mm-hmm. you you get 20 or 30 levels into the rewards track. And, um, you know, even even if you are just getting the mega bundle and buying a bunch of packs because you got, you know, 150, 200 levels into the rewards track, you can still, uh, you know, obviously you'll get less legendaries. I think I ended up having like eight legendaries I didn't have after after opening my initial packs. But now I think I'm down as I've opened more packs because of you know, giveaways for Masters Tour or Grandmasters or the monthly card rewards packs that we get or the extra ones you get out the rewards track. I think I'm down to only like two legendaries that I don't have now at this point from from the current expansion. So um, you could you could still do pretty well with that. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I, I'm curious, how far are you guys into the rewards track? As of now, do you do you know where you're at? I'm almost at level 200. That's about yeah. That's about where I'm at too. I'd say somewhere near 200. Yeah, I I think I've gotten a little past that in the past, but I've been playing a little less just because like at this point I'm kind of kind of tired of this meta and just you know I I pushed myself pretty far into just keep playing it, so I I think I burned myself out. But I'm finding some some you know motivation to redo or well, start some other stuff and push more into other things so yeah i uh, <laughs> i hit i hit 205 today Dang. so i think i'm going to be by the time the new expansion hits i think i'm going to end up being at about 225 I, I would say maybe right you know within a few few levels here or there which i feel like is um pretty solid like i'm definitely there's definitely people that are a lot further along than i am but i feel like i you know if you're getting the if you're paying for the like the tavern pass and stuff and and getting that bump on xp and stuff i feel like it i i've made it worth it this month the this this expansion the the way i look at it is when the expansion comes out i buy the tavern pass i generally end up buying about 130 packs with my gold when the next expansion comes out. So 20 bucks for 130 packs is how I look at it. Obviously there's the time investment, but I'm already playing that the game anyway. So like it's, I, I I get my money's worth on the tavern pass. I like it. I, well, (laughs) number two, I play battlegrounds too. So like, Everything is just uh, nice with that that reward system. So 
I really like it. I think it's a worthwhile thing, so I will sing its praises. Uh, okay. Um, do you want to cover the Masters Tour results, Dragon Rider? I know it's in news, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's alright, yeah. I'll talk about that and jump right into the other bullet points here that I have for our tournaments. So... Uh, little if you're if you're not caught up with the Masters Tour stuff, you didn't see it and you don't want spoilers, jump ahead a little bit here. But yeah, we just had Masters Tour Ruins of Alterac and Gabby. Man, I pff, he's so good. He just yeah. he like just <laughs> this just <crushed>. in. He's, he's <laughs> good. <laughs> that's like God. I feel like, like I feel like that's the understatement <laughs> of the century. Gabby's God. Yeah. And the sky is the sky is blue, and water is also blue. <laughs> it's it's just it's incredible, and I mean, like, just his like at, at, he posts on Twitter, basically, just like, yeah, I feel good, I'm gonna win, and then he just does it. <laughs> it's like, well, how how do you do this? Like, you know, I I have self confidence sometimes, and I'm like, I'm gonna do this, and then I like get knocked out in round one, and I'm like, ah, oh, that didn't go well. You know, and it's just like I don't know how he does it, but dang, it was. Oh, he's good. <laughs> that is, that is the total bravado of a teenager, right? He just goes on Twitter and just like, "Yep, I'm gonna win." And then not only does he have the you know the uh, the confidence to go out and say something like that, knowing you know what that field all entails, but then to back it up with the results is just unbelievable. You know what yeah. Gabby isn't good at. Putting on sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work of progress. Yeah, it's exactly. So don't don't feel too bad, everyone out there. Gabby's still a human. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk about it a little bit. So yes, Gabby defeated uh, Hachikuji three one in the finals with a lineup of the Questline Fell Demon Hunter Kazakasan Spell Druid. Miracle Priest and Questline Rogue. Uh, the rest of the top eight included Kipperang, uh, Uchiha Sasuke. Hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. Uh, Holy That's Water, yeah. Alitimu. Okay, great. It's like I I know I've heard it and watch me butcher it anyways. <laughs> uh, Alitimu, Tincho, and Habugabu, which I know um, Habugabu has definitely been somebody that. I think has been very prevalent on like Twitter and uh, on ladder. So, you know, definitely getting to see more tournament results from him has been, been pretty awesome. You know, you know, and I think of him where I'd seen him playing before was it with our, on team RDU and like the battlegrounds events. Like he was, he was teamed up yeah. with RDU and in, in the battlegrounds tournaments they've uh, broadcast in the past. So I, I when I saw him there, I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! I know, I I know who you are. I think of you as a battlegrounds <laughs> player, but good for you." Yes. Uh, and the top classes for the tournament were Druid and Demon Hunter, which you know, yeah, okay, that's, uh, you know, the same rhetoric over the last uh, <laughs> two months or so for tournaments. Oh, also, real uh, quick, real quick to um, correct this, it, it is it's. Gabby was running Rally Priest, not Miracle Priest. Slight. Well, it's a, a Miracle Priest with it's... Rally in it, as opposed to yeah. a Miracle Priest that 
is not running rally. I know, I know. I'm just saying that though, like when Ra- yeah. the rally, rally miracle priest, <laughs> rally me, dude. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Fine, Which- rally miracle priest. <laughs> okay, then. there we go. Sorry, well, sorry. I mean- that if anybody you know if you listen to the show and you jump on ladder and you see a priest and you're like why are they playing rally that's why <laughs> because Gabby well, is one of the master qualifier with yeah I, I mean there there definitely is a difference the the yeah. the miracle priest that's gotten popular recently does not have the sethic veil weavers in it does not have rally in it and the deck that Gabby brought was the one that had both of those in yeah. it so. So the one that you're likely to see on ladder, like leading up to the Masters tour, would have been the one with just the uh, the Blood Weavers, and it and it might have had, uh, you know, the Rathion Horn thing that that mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing, uh, with Malagos and 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 that. But but this one was a little bit different. He was trying to generate the random spells, uh, like like we were back. Uh, last year or something and it it worked out really well for him to be fair that was the version of miracle priest i have been playing before the masters tour and i started playing it a bit more now i mean it's still good it's just fun it's a fun deck to play yeah well you know what's apparently not a very fun deck to play at least not in tournaments warlock or mage because they were the least <laughs> least represented classes in the Masters Tour. But interestingly, so said uh, Druid and Demon Hunter were the most popular. Druid had the most bands. And Ramp Druid alone got three times the bands than the runner-up archetype. That's like so nutty. <laughs> just everyone's Three like, times just... the next <laughs> deck. That is, <sighs> that is yeah. out of control. Yeah. It's a little bit strong right now. Uh, but we do have now that that master's tour is over uh coming up this weekend a couple things this weekend is the playoffs for grandmasters for this season one so it is the final week of this little first season uh so that's march 25th through 27th is going to be the broadcast weekend and it's going to be back to the kind of normal or typical best of five conquest so we're probably going to be seeing kind of similar things i would imagine druid and demon hunter are probably still gonna be very very popular uh so expect that and if you are trying to play in qualifiers and compete then this weekend is the final weekend for qualifying for the next uh, next month's masters tour which is april 21st through the 24th so just uh if you've been playing in those quals this is the last weekend to do that and there, there is uh, packs for watching Grandmasters playoffs this weekend. Oh yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, I forgot so, to uh, include that. I feel yeah, like that's just, just that's almost become a standard now, which is great, right? Like watching, well, yeah, and you get some packs, and they they originally announced you could get two packs during the first three weeks, and then two during playoffs. But then they extended it, and basically, you could get two packs every week. And two in the playoffs, and just because of the week off, uh, even just a reminder that yeah, same same typical rules. Watch for two hours, get a pack. Watch for two more hours, get the second pack. Yep, and I mean you could get packs for watching the Masters tour, so it's it's kind of become a staple, I'd say, for 
for the competitive just like yes watch here's some packs <laughs> get people in there watching yeah it's something i'm it's something i'm gonna do anyways it's it's up all weekend so like hey give me free packs for just having my youtube account linked to uh my bnet so yeah i <laughs> i think it's awesome okay so uh let us move on as we we get closer to our voyage to the sunken city right guys we're going down and as of this recording we have 55 cards revealed last week i believe the number was 13 was it 13 yeah yeah yeah, I think actually another legendary just even got revealed, like as we've been recording too. What? <laughs> yep, yep. There's yeah. a there's a new uh, the rogue legendary pirate admiral hook test got released. So um, probably won't end up talking about that because we kind of prepared our notes for before that card was released. But yeah, there was another one that popped up here during this. It's 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 uh, they're they're giving it to us fast and furious this time around. They're not. Uh, they're not messing around <laughs> when it comes to releasing cards. And there's some really cool ones, too. And yes. a lot of legendaries. Like, we've been getting... I think we talked about it before, because we mentioned how many legendaries we already had, like, on the first day. Right? But, like, we still continue to get a whole bunch of legendaries revealed, too, which I think is just crazy. They are really pumping them out. Uh, which, mage, more colossals. Yes, we had, you know, we talked about the fact that, you know, we were kind of surprised that we had seen a couple of those already, uh, but we've got four new Colossals that have been revealed since last Thursday when they announced the, the new expansion, and I think we got to talk about these because they all look pretty interesting, and let's, let's talk about the Rogue one first. It is a six mana, six five beast. Krabatoa, I want to say that's how that's pronounced. It is, so. it is colossal plus two. You so you get the the main body minion and you get two claws. The uh, the main minion six six attack five health. The claws have uh, our two mana two one beast with rush. Let's say death rattle. Equip a 2-1 claw, and the text for the actual main body of Krabatoa is your Krabatoa claws have plus two attack. So if I'm reading this right, when you summon this, you get a 6-5 body, and you get two 4-1 Krabatoa claws with rush. You, you rush one of those minions in, and then you get a a claw a one a one mana two one claw as a weapon to use mm -hmm. that i think also that because it's called kravitoa claw would also get a buff so you would get a four one weapon with so one charge so you could potentially do eight rush damage and eight damage or four damage with a weapon on the turn that you play this because you'd have the weapon charge you'd have two rushers uh and all of those would be buffed 
that's that's a lot of stats and and that's a lot of um you know development plus potentially removing things on your opponent's side of the board seems like a huge board swing is what it seems like yeah yeah this one seems really good good yeah it's uh it's really interesting too right like it's again it's it's a very it feels very roguey to me like this feels like it fits exactly like what i would expect from a rogue so is this the minion that was in the in the in the little trailer when they when you they show the screen and the two blips and the center blip thing pop up because it kind of looks it like it it kind of looks like it yeah I'm not sure if it if it is for sure or not, but it definitely. I I, I think I think it, I think it is because it looked like if I remember right, yeah. there was a claw on the left, a claw on the right, and then that mouth thing in the middle. Creepy, nasty looking yes. mouth. Thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, is right. Daring, tell us about the priest colossal, because because you brought that up and you 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 made sure to, uh, Dragon Rider had seen it beforehand. Yes, uh, before we started recording. So we have it is a eight mana eight ten. It is the black water behemoth. It's a colossal plus one. It has life steal, and what it has is uh behemoth lore. <clears throat> so two mana one four at the end of your turn force a random enemy minion to attack the blackwater behemoth <laughs> yeah so not only do you get that you get to heal for eight the turn it comes down i mean just what more could you want it it seems real good right guys like we're all big what, fans what of more it. could we want we could want this to <laughs> not have life steal far praised no i was so happy like Okay, Apotheosis is leaving standard. Oh, I'm so happy. And then we were getting in call and getting ready for the show. And I saw that and I was like, no. What is this? (laughs) But like, the thing for me is it's it's end of turn effect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about that last week with one of the other ones. Like, yeah, you get that immediately. That's such a strong effect yeah heal for eight it does mean that they have to have something on board so if you're not going to get the healing immediately if you just drop this on turn eight and they don't have something on board but also I you're never yeah you're you're like almost never going to play this unless there's something on the board and i mean or if you if you feel comfortable enough to drop this on turn eight you're probably already ahead (laughs) you're feeling (laughs) all right yeah Yeah. So the the end of turn effect only happens while the appendage is of is on the board. So that's a two yes. mana one four. So it's not that difficult to 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 take off basically. But the it's just the fact that it's there the turn that you play the Blackwater Behemoth, and you know that if you've got a minion on the board, you're going to be attacking an eight ten, and it and and your opponent is going to heal for eight. Exactly. You know you can if there's something on your opponent's board, you guarantee that eight life gain, which is pretty massive.
Ugh. So, what the... which one is next? We have the. I I missed one here. We have we have a warrior one as well. They've yes. they released five of them. Oh, do you do you did not have the warrior one? You... I did not have the warrior one as well. So we have rogue priest, mage, warlock, and warrior. So we've seen so now funny. seven of the ten. Um. Yeah. yeah, seven of the ten colossal. Sorry. Well, well uh, so what, you want me to talk about the warrior one real quick then? Yeah, t- talk about Nelly. All right, yeah, Nelly the Great Thresher is a seven mana five five beast, colossal plus one, battle cry. Discover three pirates to crew Nelly's ship, and the. Uh, the appendage, the one, is Nelly's pirate ship. It's a 5-mana 2-6 beast. Taunt, <laughs> death rattle, add Nelly's pirate crew to your hand. They cost 1. I, I'm not sure how to judge this yet, because it seems slightly slow. It, like, initially looking at it, but at the same time, the pirate ship itself having taunt means that it's likely going to get killed and then the pirates go into your hand and then they cost one so uh, i mean if you're playing it in warrior typically unless it's like some super aggressive pirate warrior type thing like the quest lines have been you're probably going long enough to actually get the effect from this i feel like so i'm really curious on this one some of the other ones seem like really strong or you can see the immediate effect. This one uh, seems a little slower, so I'm really kind of interested to actually see how this one plays out. Do you think Mr. Smite can crew the ship all by himself three times? <laughs> mm, please no. Please no. I mean, that's the only... Uh, you know Mr. Smite's getting on that ship regardless, so uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think that I think you could run this in the quest warrior deck. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I think it's it's you know the that deck is fairly low to the ground, and you know you don't really have anything besides smite that you're typically running in the deck. Some people I know were running Rokara for a little bit, but I think this is a better thing to put in your deck than Rokara. Uh, if you're playing the 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 quest warrior and so this is this is a case where the uh where you know you're probably when you're playing this on turn seven you're you probably are you're probably playing pirates to finish your quest before you play this or you'd want to but if for some reason you can't and you just need something on the board that um you know maybe kind of stalls for a little bit so you can complete your quest then this is going to potentially get you some pirates so that you can so that you can finish off that quest like within the next turn or two and and then go from there so um th- this one i think just kind of synergizes pretty well with the, with the current quest line that's available yeah yeah if you're playing that like slower like like you said the the decks that i saw that had Rakara in them the quest pirates uh, crush warriors it was like a kind of a, like a slower it was still aggressive but it was it, it had more on the high end so like i could see this slotting in 
in that deck for sure. Yeah. The artwork is cool. I mean, really the is. fact that you actually see like an a, an actual like pirate ship on its back that is, you know, you can see the, you know, the black the black sails and everything as well. It just it, it looks so cool. And and I mean, like the fact that you get three pirates and they they cost one is uh is so nice after after they kill that taunt and they have to kill it presumably because it does have taunt so they can't just go directly just ignore it so yeah yep okay so <coughs> let's talk about the let's talk about the mage colossal next sorry about that yes Mage, I think it's your turn to talk about a colossal. Is it mine? Yeah. I do not know how to pronounce the mage colossal. <laughs> I don't either. Well, good luck. You get to go first, and then I guess we can all take a turn. Gaia? Gaia? Is that... Or Gaia? Gaia. Gaia. It's Gaia. Yeah. It's gotta be Gaia. I think That's it is. Gaia. Gaia the, I'm gonna say Gaia the tech... It is an eight mana five seven mech with colossal plus two on it, and it says after a friendly mech attacks, deal one damage to all enemies. And uh, there is the two appendages are drills. There's a uh, they're both three mana two three mechs with rush. So both of those mechs get to attack the turn that you play this. Because they have rush, and after both of those attack, you get a one damage AOE from from the main body from from Gaia. So that's that's that's. It reminds me a little bit of the Rogue One in in that it it you know you're developing this big minion. You get to you get to remove some things from your opponent's board, and uh, you know. It's just a it's just a big swing turn. It certainly seems interesting, and uh, it seems very good because um, essentially you can t- do, you know, what's it three damage per, you know, so it does two to the mi- you know the minion you're attacking, and then one to everyone else, including the hero, because it's all enemies. All enemies, so yeah, yep. that would be yep. the hero as well. So that goes yep. that, that <laughs> yeah. goes face. So it's interesting. Like I think this is a really cool one. I'm interested to see if like people are like Mac Mage. I'm like it could be a thing again. So we'll 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 see what the rotation looks like, the core set looks like. Um I think it's a little too early to say, but like and and the thing is too like maybe it's not great something like this it's not great at the first expansion but by the second or third one it could be like the best thing that mage has going so yeah it's definitely going to be interesting to see how it kind of fits into decks and i'm i'm definitely ready to see more mechs cuz yeah they already have revealed like multiple mechs for mage and like you said whatever is going to be in the core set i mean 
I they better not put Zilliax in because I think this will just be way too ridiculous with uh, some Zilliax like magnetic shenanigans. Uh, but could be really interesting. And I've always kind of been a fan of the effects like this. We've seen a few before, like not even just in Mage. We've seen some in Mage before, but um, other effects with this, you know, one damage. And they have seen seen some play and found synergies. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it at least get tried. Um, but it, it looks pretty interesting. It's immediate board impact. So we were wondering about what random mechs might be available to to mage because of the the sunken sweeper that you can put into your deck from the uh, the Ajaran sweeper. This is this is a mech, so this is potentially one of the the, the three random mechs that you might be able to get uh, by by the battle cry of the of the sunken sweeper. So. Um, yeah, that seems like a pretty nice payoff. So it'll be the question is, is you know, what else might there be? Because I think there needs to be more than just this one legendary mech that you're going to want to potentially get off of off of a, a, the, the random battle cry effect. Probably and then <laughs> and then we've got one more uh, colossal. We have Gigafin, yeah. the Murloc. Creepy looking. <laughs> it is the big purple eyes do not help it. Um, but it it is an eight mana seven four Murloc colossal plus one battle cry devour all enemy minions death rattle spit them back out and the plus one is Gigafin's Maw. It is a four seven taunt six mana death rattle permanently destroy all minions inside Gigafin. So it is behind a taunt <laughs> um, that if the taunt dies, everything in it dies. So on its face, you have to go through the maw first and lose all your min- minions. You're not getting them back, essentially. Now, is that how it's always going to work? Not necessarily, but that is really freaking cool, though. So... um <laughs> I will say that you have to get. You basically probably have to have a spell or a targeted battle cry effect or a to silence. take out the Gigafin, or a silence to get through the maw. So that way, then you can kill the Gigafin without without killing the maw, so that you don't destroy your minions in the process. So this is a warlock card. In case it, so, we've seen two cards for warlock so far, and they've both been murlocks. Yes. Uh, apparently Murloc, <laughs> Murloc Warlock, Murloc Warlock. <laughs> I know, Sadisi posted something on Twitter about, like, kind of the things we've seen, and I don't know why my brain read Murloc Warlock and Beast Priest, and then for, like, 30 minutes in my head, I was, like, singing a, like, because they rhyme, like, Murloc Warlock, Beast Priest, let's go, <laughs> like, I was like, why, why is my brain like this sometimes, but, uh, I think for me, like, this is probably, the effect is crazy if you can get it, but I think I'm the least impressed with this out of all of the uh, the Colossals so far. 
because of that 7-4 body, I think in a lot of cases, it probably will be fairly easy for decks to answer that 7-4. I think maybe like board-focused decks that don't really run a lot of uh, spells or, or other things like that and really rely on minions attacking. That's where it's going to impact the most, but outside of that, I think this is probably going to be a little lackluster. Yeah, I feel like if this had even one more health, I feel like it would make a big difference. Because right now, four health is basically most two mana spells with one spell damage increase. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, because a lot of a lot of the two mana two mana spells that we have that target minions do three damage. And so if you can have that plus one spell damage, it, it you, you know, you're basically you're basically taking care of this without the minions. Now, may, for some classes, getting that one spell damage might be difficult, but even still, it's like if this had five health, I think it would make a huge difference. And obviously going up even more from there, it would be even better. But I, I get that they at some point have to make you know, from a balancing standpoint, they have to stop somewhere. But I, I, I do agree. I think I think the four health is just a little too low for this. That it, I think it's going to be a little too easy for for classes to remove the gigafin without killing the taunt first. But let's talk about the other neutral legendary that actually was revealed earlier today. And it is Queen Azara. Why don't you tell us about that, Dragon Rider? Yes, this one is so interesting. Okay, so (laughs) this one is a neutral legendary. Uh, She is a 5-mana 5-5 Naga. Battle cry, if you've cast three spells while holding this, choose an ancient relic. And there are four different uh, ancient relics. So the first one is Ring of Tides. It is, it's just a spell that doesn't have a mana cost or anything, but it says after you cast a spell, this becomes a copy of it that costs one. Then there's Horn of Ancients, which is three mana. Add a random colossal minion to your hand. It costs one. Uh, Zalatath. A two-mana weapon with zero attack and five durability. After you cast a spell, deal two damage to the enemy hero and lose one durability. And then finally, Tidestone of Golgoneth, which is a one-mana spell. Shuffle five random spells into your deck. Set their cost to one. Draw two cards. There is Those so some, much going on with it. There, there is some neat uh, relics there, and so yeah. you have when you play Queen Ajara, you have your choice of those four uh, yeah. every time you play her. If you, if you've ca- if you meet the battle cry requirement, so that is that is something. It is, yeah. And those are all really powerful. The one I'm least impressed with is a Tidestone. Um, but it still drives, draws two cards, you know, for one mana. So, like, yeah, like, this is a very interesting, interesting one. 
Yeah, I think it like it it seems really powerful. And I've already seen people like posting on Twitter and stuff like how nutty this card is. But it it does seem like a fairly hefty requirement in terms of you have to have her in your hand. And while she's in your hand, you have to cast three spells. And then you can get this. Some decks are probably going to be able to pull that off a lot easier than other decks, right? But Druid. I think, <laughs> Druid. <laughs> yeah. Druid. Maybe even Mage. Uh, you know, uh, all these zero-cost things we're seeing. Maybe Priest. I don't know. But um, it's it's going to be interesting because I think you're going to probably have to find some sort of way to actually specifically build your deck to try to actually draw her. And then play your spells to get the effects. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see. This is this is one that's going to be really interesting, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be wanting to try it out. Yeah, it looks like a fun card to experiment with. I, I feel like it's definitely going to see a lot of play very early in the expansion because people want to see how good these relics actually are. I, I'm not sure, but I think. I think like the Ring of Tides and the the weapon Zalathath are are probably going to be the ones. If I was to guess, I think those two are the the most powerful because you can set up your deck to really take advantage of those. And so then the you know the then it'll be interesting to see you know if there if there is a a deck that can leverage maybe the other the horn or the tide stone um and and uses that as kind of the the cornerstone of their uh of their deck building so yeah i, I think it, i think it's cool i definitely think it's cool yeah i think it's cool i i think the powers the treasures are powerful but i think dragon rider what you just said was right is that the the cost of it of having a five five sit in your hand while you cast three spells, which like obviously some classes are gonna have an easier time with than others, but still that's if you're playing like a curved deck with some spells in it, that's a a huge ass. So like I kind of feel like this will be s- skewed to certain decks. It's not gonna be a rampant all over the place kind of card. So let's let's jump in and let's talk about a couple cards each that that we that have been revealed uh, over the last few days that that we think are interesting or we want to talk about. Um, Dragon Rider, give us one, please. Okay, okay. You know what? Uh, all right. There's there's some interesting cards. I didn't know which one to start with, but I, you know what? I think I'm just gonna go how I had them written down. I like this uh, Demon Hunter card here. The uh, Asharin Defector. It is a 4-mana, 5-3, Rush, Death Rattle. Put a Sunken Defector on the bottom of your deck. Now, the Sunken Defector is the same stats. It's 4-mana, 5-3, Naga, with Charge. Yeah! After this attacks, deal 5 damage to a random enemy minion. Yeah. I think this is just so cool. That is nutty. Like, it's yeah, I mean Death Rattle stuff. I've I've been a fan of like Death Rattle Demon Hunter stuff anyways, and it's got some pretty aggressive stats with the five attack. Uh 
the first part has the rush, then the second part actually has charge. So if there's only one minion that's going to die to five, you can send the second part face and then the effect will kill their single minion off. There, we've already seen what at least one neutral dredge card with that the two mana two two dredge. Uh, so you could potentially get that charge minion off the bottom of the deck. It's like, oh, there's there's some cool stuff. <laughs> I I kind of like this. And and the nice thing about it too is that that dredge card stays there, right? It doesn't unless you shuffle your deck, but it stays at the bottom of your deck. And that's a five three with charge. We're 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 quickly approaching Leroy territory, and it does five like so. It's like its original counterpart, but except for it does five to the face and then five to a minion. Like that is just crazy because there are ways to pull things off the bottom of your deck. So yeah, I think the fact that it basically can act as removal in the in the mid game ish and then and then can potentially be a charge minion to help you finish off your opponent all in one card seems very very nice very strong darren give us one here please okay so it's another asharan card but this time it's the asharan vessel for rogue it's a five cost spell summon two three three pirates with stealth Put a sunken vessel on the bottom of your deck. And the sunken vessel is cast when drawn. Summon two, three, three pirates with stealth. So that's really cool. I like this a lot. I don't know how great it's going to be, but like you're get, you're putting two, three, three stealth minions on the board for rogue. And then the second half of the spell is cast when drawn. So if you dredge it up, it just puts three threes in plays and you draw another card. So like you could potentially get 12, 12 worth of stealth stats on turn five. If you have a prep in hand and, or you have something to like pull out the minion or you have the coin or something. So there's a way to do it on turn five. I know. But it's just, regardless, it's it's a really cool effect. I think it's super interesting. Um, I think this is a really unique use of dredge. So, I, I think it's going to take more than five minutes. Yeah, but your point. Yes. Your point with standing, notwithstanding, is yeah. I like. I didn't get how this worked initially when I saw it, but now that now that you've explained it, so yeah, you're paying five mana to get six six worth of stealth stats immediately, and then at some point, presumably, you're going to draw another card that basically gets you six six worth of stealth stats again, and because it's at the bottom of the deck, you can leverage dredge to make that happen sooner than later. Exactly, which which is which is really nice. We talked about it before. The um, oh my gosh, now I'm drawing blank on the name. the The three three that if you have a stealth, you draw some cards. Greyheart Sage, yeah, Greyheart Sage is leaving. Yes, okay. Because I was gonna say like that would be such a cool interaction with this, like to have that and then be like, all right, cool, Greyheart Sage, and draw some more cards, like. You could really do some crazy stuff with that, but that's leaving. Uh, I, I still think it's a cool card. I'm not sure 
where this is going to be yet. Of course, we don't know all the cards and, you know, this is going to be the first uh, expansion. So tons of more cards are going to be released while this is in standard available for play. So we'll see. Um, I love the artwork on the, the second half on the sunken vessel. Yes. It's very it's cool. Super cool. Also, real quick, right now, now, now that I'm thinking of, like, there, I guarantee you there is going to be a weapon that's another fishing rod that dredges. Like, either on Battlecry or oh. Death Rattle, there's going to be a weapon, and it... Probably. My guess is it goes to Rogue. So, prediction. I have no inside information on this. This is just strictly <laughs> me going off the top of my head. Now, Mage, what's a card you'd like to, that you find interesting? I like, actually, the Fires of Zin Ashari. It is a two-mana fire spell that says, Replace your deck with minions that cost five or more. They cost five. So, this is... <laughs> I, I, I'm reminded of Journey yeah, I was gonna to say, Un'Goro. I was, gonna, I was thinking, not since Journey to Un'Goro. <laughs> but this seems like it's actually playable, potentially, versus that which was replace your deck with Journey, like discover cards that you had to pay a mana to discover a card and then this just automatically changes the deck and then basically like if you've played duels or whatever and had the the treasure that makes anything that costs more than five five all the any of the minions you could do some pretty nutty stuff with that in there and so i'm i'm just thinking i i i have this is definitely feels like a more of a meme card or a fun card, but it's closer to playable than some of the other fun slash meme cards that we've seen. And you could do some really powerful stuff uh, if you can if you can find this and play this, uh, you know, pretty close to or right at turn five. So my my like and this is fun. This card does look fun. If cutting class wasn't rotating, like I'd be much more interested because this turns your entire deck. Everything it doesn't just change your minions, and it changes your spells as well. It says replace your deck with minions that cost five or more. So there's no more spells. You are stuck in minion combat for the rest of the game, which yeah. is really cool. But you're drawing one card a turn. So if there if you're able to get some card draw in your hand before you do it, if there's some good card draw, I am much more interested in this card. Besides yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. Outrider's Axe. Yeah, yeah, this being a warrior card, I think is like where it gets me the most. Cause maybe in some other classes. You could try to get this to work better, but like you said, I, some of the like warrior draws leaving, and it's like, is this really something I want to be doing in warrior? It feels a little weird, but I will say I do think if it is going to get played, the four set meta is where you play it when there's less <laughs> cards and we have all these colossals right now that like cost uh, more. So you could potentially get some colossals in there that all of a sudden, you know, cost five. And now you're playing these big boards and and even these all these dredge effects. You know, you could get minions that do dredge things. And like, I, I do feel like if there's a time to play it, this four set meta is probably going to be it. 
All right, give it, give us, let take us back to reality here. Now that now that I've dreamed <laughs> us a little bit with the uh, fires of Zanjari, oh. take us back to reality with another another card that act, might actually be useful. Okay, I I don't know how much time we've got to talk about all the cards, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this uh, Paladin card because if you know me, <laughs> I I'm so excited for Paladin. I want to make like a mid range Paladin work. And I think one card that we might actually be able to work with is Immortalized in Stone. It's a seven mana holy spell that reads summon a one, two, two, four, and four, eight sea guardian with taunt. They are elementals, but you get three taunt bodies that have some decent stats for seven. I mean, it, you're, you're getting some decent stats for seven mana. It's a holy spell, which works with some of the other things. And, you know, they're, they're taunts. I don't know. I'm This card seems really interesting. And if we still have ways to discount spells or do anything, uh, it's, it's going to be <laughs> nutty. But, I mean, it plays with the other, uh, the other paladin card that uh, gets discounted based on the mana you spend on holy spells. So that's where I think it's really going to be useful as you pay this and then it impacts you somewhere else even the fact that Curiel discounts holy spells she's going to be in standard for another year uh because she was in this last year so i mean even just discounting this to six mana would would make would make it feel a lot better too i mean it's 714 worth of stats over three taunt bodies I'm struggling to see what, like, unless you're, like, super, super far behind on board. Like, that's a lot of stats to push through with three separate attacks. So, like, potentially three separate attacks. But, like, even though those, I mean, the last one's a 4-8. Remember when you paid 4-8 for a Primordial Drake? (laughs) Now, it did have... (laughs) Did it did do two damage on this battle cry, but that was an eight mana four eight with taunt. You're also getting a two four and a one two with taunt. Like you get an Noyotron and a barricade guy all in there. So I mean they don't have Zavine Shield, so we're we're all a little sad about that. I mean it's but, it's you know, playable and I'm not good, sad about that. And, but it's not uh, broken is what you're saying. Like I want it to yes. be broken. I want to crush my opponents with Paladin, and that's all I care about. Yeah, I, I think we've all had well enough of uh taunt and divine shield minions in Paladin for a while, so I, I think it's perfectly acceptable that they don't have both. Salute to Librums and Pupils. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, good goodbye, good riddance. Dar- Daring, what about you? Where's where's another card out that you want to talk about? I don't know how much reality it is, but I think it's still fun. Is Bioluminescence. It is a three-cost nature spell for Shaman. It reads, give your minions, minions plus one spell damage. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. That seems like if you can set up the situation... Where you can put it on three or four minions and launch some burn. This seems like it could be very useful, especially with uh, one of the cards Mage has in <laughs> in his interesting topics or interesting cards to talk about. Um, 
it just seems cool and it would work very well with the uh the six mana freeze minion because you're freezing your board and you have a bunch of minions on your board and your opponent can't attack your minions because their minions are frozen and all of a sudden you're like getting plus five spell damage which is really nuts so like i think this is i think this is a more of a a fun card but it 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 has the potential to stack for some crazy crazy moments if you discover this card i I mean you could this could be like a win condition like i don't i'm not sure what the deck looks like that you would put this in natively but can you imagine being like um and playing a deck where you're just trying to find that last little bit of damage and you've got minions but and and some spells in hand you could just go to town with this um the artwork on this card is amazing i i think it looks absolutely gorgeous and if you've looked at the flavor text of this card the perfect card for spell damage shaman and spelling bee shaman <laughs> i love i love yeah that. i love yeah, that. that made me giggle i l- it's so good. Uh, no, I I actually thought about putting this in, in my list of cards as well, just because it's so interesting. It seems a little expensive for, you know, you're paying three, but yeah, depending on what you can do. And like, honestly, if you're really building a deck that's relying on having minions on board, there's the other card, Schooling, that's a one mana, and you get three 1-1 one, one piranhas to your hand that are one cost. So you could try to do a setup of like putting some one cost things in your hand, playing them out, you know, and then playing and getting a bunch of spell damage. I don't know if you're really wanting to do that necessarily, but like just the potential of adding that much, uh, like just adding that much spell damage is, you know, we, we lost. Everybody was so happy about losing the totem. That gave plus one spell damage. <laughs> now we could potentially just like, eh, let's just give everything on board plus one spell damage. And most of those could probably attack. I think this is going to be a really interesting card. I want to test it. See, the thing of it is, if you think about it, you don't actually have to, like, for three mana, like right now, if you're playing Shaman, you actually don't mind getting the guild trader as as and with the discount from the from the studies card and paying three mana to get plus two spell damage so i i I really do think you only need to hit two minions for this to 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 be a decent you know buff like to your spells with the idea that it like when you're dealing with things like warrior or dealing with like high armored classes this can potentially scale even higher if if you set up your turns correctly and so i i i like that this is um that this this does seem like it's a little expensive at first blush but when you when you stop and think about how much spell damage costs there's there's it, it doesn't actually take too much as far as additional spell damage for you to get your value out of it All right, mate. I want yeah, to. I, I I want to talk about. I want to talk about whirlpool. This is a nine mana priest nature spell. 
I I can't think of another nature spell for priests, so this might be this could potentially be the first, but it is it is epic and it says destroy all minions and all copies of them wherever they are. Holy cow. <laughs> now you have you have to realize that when it says destroy all minions and all copies of them it's talking about the minions currently in play it's not talking about cards that are in your hand or cards that are in your deck so if you have one minion on the board your minion is going to go and any copies of it wherever that might be will go if your opponent has three minions on the board, those three minions are going to go and wherever the copies are going to be. It's not It's not just suddenly there's no more minions for either player for the rest of the game, which I know some people may have, may have read that and thought that, but it's basically this card is uh, the Rogue Legendary Flick. Flick Sky Shiv, yes. Yeah, from from a few expansions ago, where it basically, instead of just targeting one minion and deleting it wherever it is, this is to any minions that are currently on the board. So it's not just their opponent's minions, it's your minions as well. So you have to think about when you play this, not only do you have nine mana that you want to spend to do this, but you want to look at what minions you have on the board and what minions your opponent has on the board and have to decide if it's better, you know, if if this is a scenario where you're going to end up with the better end of the deal after those cards were removed from the board and from your deck for the rest of the game. So, so this is the card I think about obviously first is Plague of Death. Is the five mana board or the nine mana board clear that Priest had um, back in Saviors of Old Doom? But that silenced and destroyed everything on the board. This destroys everyone's minions in the deck, in the hand, wherever they are. So <clears throat> I think this is a little more challenging to use, but this still seems like a just a, a great, a great board clear for priest it's just priest loves board clears that go nope the whole board's gone start over like this is just <laughs> start over go back to square that one. would explain why i hate them so much yeah. <laughs> and also it can it can hit your hand size because like oh okay you have three minions on board and you have four cards left you have copies of all three minions of those in your hand bam you're down to one card just as an example so like this seems like a very solid removal piece for Priest. Yeah, I think for me, this is definitely one that's like, probably if you are behind, you're like, if you're ahead on board, or, you know, something like you're, you're not going to be wanting to play this, right? Because it's going to destroy all your stuff. But this is a, like Mage said, it's not something that you're going to want to just snap play. You really have to think about when you're playing it and like how is this affecting my minions in my deck or in my hand uh do i need to try to like play something first with this which this is a lot of mana so is that even possible maybe you're discounting it i don't know but there's a this is going to create some really interesting choices i think for priest and i, I think initially 
I'm not seeing this being played in a deck. This is maybe something that like they're ha- you're happy to discover, or you're maybe running one copy. But I'm really interested to see what kind of priest decks actually come about and and play this. This is a fantastic control tool. I I, I just think about you know if you're playing giant taunts and stuff and you just need maybe your your opponent has been able to kind of remove your stuff while kind of continuing to build a board and you just need like maybe one more turn until you can play your hero card or something like that or or complete the priest quest line or something you play you and, and so you have almost nothing or nothing on the board your opponent has a big board and you just slam this down killed their board maybe some of their refill that they have in hand and then it's just like well now how do you beat me when i get to play my hero card or my or complete my quest and and it's just yeah this seems like a a fantastic card it's just a matter of getting there right it's the it's the fact that it's a pretty expensive card and you have to you have to get there before before you can play it yeah, and priests right. can do that. So, yeah, they they've got ways of stalling the game out, um, and <laughs> so I I actually I, I I think this card gets better as we get deeper into the year. Like the more cards priest has, the more ways they can potentially stall the board to get to a point where this ends up getting a lot of value to it. So this might be a card that that is a great removal tool for priests, but it might not be one that we see right away in the four set meta, but maybe in the five set meta or the six set meta where, where they've got the, the right tools to stall, to get to, to this card, to being able to get played. And then, and then just because of the uh, controlling tools that they have and their win condition, plus the removal of, of resources from their opponent that that that's ends up being the win condition right all right let's do one more card each and we'll do this in a little bit faster kind of uh lightning round sort of thing so dragon rider what's what's a a third card that you're excited or interested in from the from the new expansion well, I hope everyone is scared because we're uh, we're gonna tell these spooky, scary stories to children to scare them about Baba Naga. I love I love the just the the, the cards themselves, the name, the the whole story is great. I love it, but it's a it's a four mana four four neutral. It's a battle cry with if you've cast a spell while holding this, deal three damage. Oh. I just, I love this. I, I don't know why. Like, it just seems really cool. Uh, you can get a decent body on the board. You can send some damage where you want. Uh, I know for me, like, I've been playing a lot of Elemental Shaman. And just that, um, you know, the the Gyreworm, the 3-2 body of being able to deal 3 damage somewhere has felt like such a fantastic card. So, you know, getting a, an even better body. Yeah, you do have to play a spell, but... I don't know. I just I love everything about this card. Yeah, it seems good. It seems it seems like it has a potential to be really solid. Daring, what about you? Okay, so I want to just quickly go over Commander Severa, uh, the Mage Legendary four mana three five Naga Battle Cry. If you cast three spells while holding this, add those spells back to your hand. 
I heard Mage has a lot of good spells they wouldn't mind casting a few <laughs> extra times. So, um, hey, that's thank God Enchanter's flow is gone. And and thank Mask God. Mask of Cthulhu's the one I'd be really scared of if it was still yeah. in there. Yeah, but Fireball's True. still a thing. And uh, so this should be very interesting. I think this is something easily achieved. It's a three-five body. And it doesn't have to be played on turn four, but it could be played on turn four in Mage. So, like, I think it's super interesting. Yeah, you potentially want to kind of curate your spells so that you get the right ones, but maybe you, you know, maybe you're just happy with just getting three random spells back that you've already cast once in the game. So that, yeah, there, you're going to want to weigh how you, how you, uh, how you use this then with regards to, you know, getting it active and then what cards you, you would want to get back when you, when you play this card. Yeah. Flurry's still in standard. So <laughs> there you go. Even if you cast a couple of flurries yeah. and first flames and stuff like that. So there's a bunch of early on spells that would go very good. Even if you played on curve. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about anything real exciting with my last card, but uh, I want to talk about Scalding Geyser. It is a one-mana shaman fire spell that says, deal two damage, which means it can go face, and dredge on on this. So, uh, yeah, it's just one-mana do two damage. And, you know, obviously we talked about Bioluminescence here just a little bit ago getting that on the board and then playing this you could this suddenly could get pretty 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 bad if if there's you know two three minions on the board and you play bioluminescence and then play this and the fact that like one mana two damage actually seems like a pretty solid deal just on its own right the fact that it can go face or or go to a minion but the fact that you're i think getting to dredge and put the next card you know pick what your next card draw is for free is is really solid and you know we talk about multicaster multicaster is still going to be available you've got another card that we haven't talked about for shaman that's basically says for every spell you cast from a different spell school summon a three three there this is this is good this is not this is nasty <laughs> this is nasty in so many ways and can synergize with cards that that already we already see in shaman or cards that potentially already do uh nice things for sh what shaman's already trying to do so i i think this card's gonna gonna see a lot of play and uh uh i'm going to enjoy playing it when i get to play. i think this is the best card we've seen so far this is this like you see people complaining about the uh, the neutral, the uh, Queen of Shara. I don't know why people aren't complaining about this. Because this, if you want to say something's busted, it's this card right here for one mana. Think about how good Windchill is right now as a yep. one mana spell yep. that draws a card. This doesn't draw you the card, but you get to pick what your next card is that you're drawing. Oh, uh, you know, from yeah. from three options. So it's kind of like, you know, almost like a tracking built into doing two damage. And and there are definitely instances where you'd want to do two damage versus just freezing something. So 
Um, and and really, I, the other real key thing is um, the the studies is leaving at rotation. So that is like one of the spell schools that comes out arcane. This is going to put a fire spell that you want to play to keep tricaster or multicaster alive. And this this is a cheap, good fire spell that has all upside. There is literally no downside to this card. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like, even, even wanting to play this early, you're happy with that against certain decks. Like, this just straight up kills a trog that you don't have to worry about then. Well, like, uh, I mean, it's Is it trog so getting good. rotated? No. Isn't Trog like yeah, more recently? I thought I saw uh, maybe it was a joke. I that was fractured in all track yeah. valley. No. It is going yeah. to be around for another year. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. This card's fantastic. All right, so that's just some of the cards that have been revealed over the last week that we had that we think are interesting. There's obviously going to be lots more. Uh, we're going to get to talk about for another week or two until we get our all the cards revealed, in which case then we'll have a full card review for you right before the new expansion goes live. But yeah, I think, we, I think we've done a good job of highlighting some interesting cards from that, that have been released. Um, definite, definitely makes me interested in, in playing the new set. But uh, for our poll question this week, we, we're going to go back to the Colossals for a minute. And we want to know from you, of the of these four Colossals that have been revealed, kind of the more rec- the most recent ones, uh, which do you think is the most interesting? Is it the Krabatoa, the rogue uh, Colossal? Is it Blackwater Behemoth, the priest uh, Colossal? Nelly, the Great Thrasher, the Warrior one, or is it Gaia, the Tectonic, the the Mage one? Vote. Let us know which one of these colossals you think is the most interesting, and we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com, and you can join our Discord by following our top pin tweet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Daring Alkaline and on Twitch for twitch.tv forward slash Daring Alkaline. I've been streaming on my lunch, so around like 12, 1230 uh, EST, I'm generally on for an hour. And then if I can get on in the evening, probably between eight or nine. So I've been trying to be much more consistent on streaming. I haven't come up with like an official schedule yet, but as of right now, you can find me on most days on around that on those times. So Dragon Rider, where can we find you? All right, I'm gonna try to go through this super quick. You can find me on Twitter at Donnie D K D A W N I E D K Twitch and YouTube Dragon Rider DK uh streaming a whole bunch in the mornings and going to be starting a special Friday night stream that I'm going to call Coffee After Dark. Going to be doing some like alcohol coffee drinks and playing some other games. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. And I got a whole bunch of stuff. I kind of have now officially announced that I will be attending DreamHack Dallas first weekend of June. So would love to be able to meet some people. There is a Hearthstone tournament that is going to be there. 
in addition to a bunch of other stuff. So would love to meet you. I've got a sub goal going on to make that awesome wig for my 12 hour launch day stream. Uh, and I've kind of been putting out on Twitter today. There's uh, some opportunities I'm going to be trying to give people for casting. So if you want to work with me, get some casting experience and, you know, actually work with me on improving your casting skills, would love you to reach out and I'll be announcing even more content stuff coming up soon. All right, and Mage, so much, us. so much going. Yeah, on. Yeah, I know, so much going yeah. on. I don't know, I don't know how you find enough hours in the day, frankly. It's a very good question. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me talking about Hearthstone, D and D, comic books, all sorts of fun stuff at Major Death. You can find the other podcast I do talking about the Marvel superhero Moon Knight. Uh, We just released episode 12 today. We're a week, just over a week until the show starts. So we'll be doing two episodes a week, one specifically for the TV show, as well as continuing through our our backlog of comic books for for, for Moon Knight. So if you're interested in that, please check it out. It is on Twitter at Phases of MK. All right, and that will do it for us this week. And thank you for listening. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. Whoa, this bomb is huge. It's colossal plus two. Boom. Boom. Boom.